fragrances, candles, room sprays, perfumes and colognes by Tessa Williams. So delighted to welcome my next guest and uh, it's really great to have you on the show today, the leading actor and playwright Osman Beg. Osman, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great to speak to you again. I think the last time that we saw one another was at the Edinburgh Fringe back in 2019, which was the last time oh, they no. had that event on, sort of, you know, as it has yes. traditionally been pre-COVID. Um, yeah. And it was an incredible experience. I feel very lucky that I got to be a part of it. Yes. Um, yeah, I got to have that full fringe experience. I think it is on right now, um, but has been, of course, very scaled back with all of the restrictions. Um, yeah. Issues around COVID. Yeah. It's such a difficult time, though, and especially, you know, very interesting for you, Osman, because as you were saying that you work kind of in both sides, but working in the theatre, as you said, when it's alive and then suddenly when a camera is introduced, very, very different, isn't it? Yeah, and that was the thing in, in the pandemic, and I think this made it tough for a lot of my friends who also work in theatre, because it really is about being there in that moment and feeling the energy and witnessing what is happening in a very raw and real way. Mm -hmm. And when you start, I mean, there were great initiatives during the pandemic, such as to try and get um, actors uh, working together via Zoom mm -hmm. um, and streaming shows, but... For me, that becomes a very different art form when you put a camera in the room. That becomes, to me, something closer to film or TV. Yes. Um, so it was really tough, uh, but very grateful that, you know, hopefully, you know, we've turned a corner and the theatre has turned a corner after probably the most difficult time it may ever have had. And, ever? Um, Absolutely. That's yeah. true. Incredible times, really. But it's so brilliant to hear that fake news is coming back. Um, very interesting um, how you came to write about this subject. I was just going to ask, like, how did the idea come about? So I was, um, I had been working as an actor. I trained as an actor after being a journalist. So that's my original sort of background and career. And I just kind of felt as though there wasn't anything out there that was really giving the perspective that I felt important to share, especially because we were in the Trump era at the time that I was writing the show, and so much was being spoken about in terms of what is fake news, what is misinformation, what is, uh, you know, journalism in itself it was under so much more scrutiny than it had ever been because of the sort of changing political times and I just felt that no one had the perspective of what you know really like in a newsroom and mm. what that is what's and all and the potential for things to go wrong when you're dealing with you know live breaking news and live tv and live broadcasting and there's a lot of humorous stories you know in terms of mm -hmm. my experience and lots of near misses uh -huh, which is kind yeah. of what <laughs> inspired the show so the story um in in the play is that a young journalist who's very earnest and who wants to be a part of um you know sort of great journalistic literati and he um was very keen, he's passionate about world affairs. Um, he gets a job at a place called the Millennial Times, which is a website <laughs> okay. which is, has kind Green of name. like a sort of, you know, uh, it's a modern vibe and it's a very sort of young, trendy website, but it does have the serious stuff as well. And he kept 
he keeps getting relegated to those sort of showbiz stories or like quizzes about which character from Sabrina the Teenage Witch you are and just stuff that's really, really not in his oh, real okay. house. And uh, what happens in the show is he is so desperate to kind of get ahead and find that big story and make his name that he eventually stumbles on something and publishes it on a night shift when no one else is there. And oh, wow. it turns out to be completely untrue. So okay. it's about how he kind of claws his way back and also how it got to be that he could even be on a night shift on his own and who's mm-hmm. there around sort of, you know, cuts to journalism and the challenges that journalists are under and having to deal with more and more news but with less and less resources. Absolutely. I mean, it's an incredibly tough time to be a journalist now. I, I used to have many friends working as journalists, but I have to say I hardly know anyone who is able to just do journalism. Everyone I know, they've also got some other kind of uh, portfolio career or side hustle. It's just, it's, it's tragic really, because journalism is such a wonderful um, thing for people to do. But as you said in um, your release, that everybody, as Andy Warhol said, everybody thinks they're going to be famous for 15 minutes. But now perhaps everyone feels they can be a journalist. What would things like platforms like Facebook, Instagram, everyone can kind of invent their own news, news, news line, news byline. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of times that I see people on social media correcting headlines or trying to uh, put out, uh, trying to sort of almost call out yes. what they see as a bias in a headline or what they see as something as having a, having a sort of, you know, malicious agenda. And most of the time, if they really, really knew what pressure journalists were under and how there is such good intent. I mean, in the 15 years that I've worked in news, I've never known of um, a journalist to deliberately put out information or deliberately put out something that has any kind of bias or agenda. I mean, perhaps I've been naive and shielded from it, but I've never seen that. And mm-hmm. yet the if you go on social media, the impression you will get from some people is that that's exactly what journalists do. They seem to think it's all about trying to skew back. It's to, ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to promote some agenda. And what I wanted to do with this show was just give a kind of raw and honest look at, you know, my experience and what I can speak to. Yes, yeah. Yeah, well, it's an amazing um, achievement, Osmond. I can't believe you do so much. And as well as doing that, you're also like a leading producer and you do so, um, you know, you're working on uh, CNN and you've worked at Al Jazeera and all these top news stations. How do you manage to combine all the the different deadlines and everything with your work and your theatre career, Osmond? Well, I mean, I do see it all as sort of storytelling, really. And I see that the work that I do in journalism is just a different sort of storytelling compared to playwriting of or course, acting. Yes, so in a way, yeah. I kind of almost see it all as one discipline. Um, mm-hmm. And then other than that, it's just about sort of time management and trying not to take on too much, which I'm not always great at. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yes, uh, multitasking, which uh, I've kind of learned to get better with, because this is the other thing you were saying about how it's difficult for journalists to make a living for themselves. I would say it's maybe even harder when you are an actor. Oh, my gosh. Really, can't. 
can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this also speaks to kind of how there has been criticism within the acting world that a lot of the time it's sort of just um, people from wealthier backgrounds who are able to sure. make careers for themselves because they are you know, they are the ones who can support themselves when there isn't work. Yes, but, or yeah. the son of da-da-da or daughter yeah, of, yeah, yeah. that's how, yeah. you went to, you know, which school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very lucky because I feel like, you know, the day job that I do have is something that I can still use those storytelling skills with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I also know a lot of actors who, you know, they're working like three or four jobs plus doing auditions. But I don't know, I think it's just part of the... The discipline of the craft, really. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And have, do you find, obviously, you live in London, you've been based in London for quite a long time. Could you ever live anywhere else being an actor, or is that where you have to be? Well, I, I think that's a great question. And with the pandemic and work from home, that's something that's sure. been coming up a lot. Um, and I don't think that you need to live in London at all. I think, yes, the theatre scene is here, but also we have a great regional theatre scene around around the UK. Um, yeah. And I suppose, yeah, it would, it would just depend on where the work was. I mean, mm-hmm. I've also worked, as you know, as you know, in Edinburgh with The Fringe and obviously now doing this mini tour. So it's not, I mean, none of those will be London-based. So I think now that there is this trend towards doing auditions over Zoom or taping stuff to send up via your phone, I don't think you need to necessarily live in London at all. And maybe that's something for me to think about. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. You never know. You could be, you could be in Scotland, based in Scotland. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to come back. <laughs> yeah, indeed, you should. And, Osman, what do you love most about all the different things that you do? Is it the writing, the performing, uh, the kind of the end of the show? Or what's the kind of the most fun part, most enjoyable of it all? I think it's when it sort of all comes together. I think what it ultimately is, is it's playing. And that's, you know, we call a play a play. Absolutely, yeah. about having that sort of fun. And they say that with this, you know, in the acting world, you've got to sort of do all the work and you've got to know the text just as well as you would know Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Yes. And once you've done all of that and once all of that kind of hard work is under your belt, that's when you can go into the opening night of a show and actually just kind of try and forget everything. And just yes. Let your, you know, let your body take over your muscle memory and mm. that's when you're in that really magical flow state which mm-hmm. uh, is what I aspire to. It doesn't always come, you know, some days you might not be as hot on the lines or whatever, or some days you might be, you know, there might be other stresses or other exigencies. But I think that's the most magical thing is when mm-hmm. you get into that flow state and when yeah. you just have fun within the structure of what you've created. That must be amazing. I can imagine that is that is brilliant. And Osmond, do you have any kind of acting heroes or writing heroes that you you've really looked up to over the years or now? Well, what I really like is, is I really admire this sort of these, these new artists, this new trend of artists who are creating their own work. So famously, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who did Fleabag. Oh, yeah, of course. Michaela Cole, who's done Chewing Gum, and I Will Destroy You, which was hugely acclaimed. And the way I see it is, Previously, say with singers, you used to have singers and then you had songwriters who were separate people who would write sure, the songs yes. for the singers. And now yeah. I see the same trend with acting where you have, previously it was 
only actors and then you had writers. And now what I love is you have an actor-writer as a job title. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is it means you can express yourself completely. You can have your own voice. You can perform the stories and share the stories that you want to share. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really exciting. And those are the people who I look up to and admire. Those people, you know, who are really out there creating their own work. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And did you find when you were studying acting, did you enjoy more the um, acting side of the part or the writing? Or was it all kind of the, the kind of complete craft that you, you made the most of that? Um, so, yeah, it's a tricky one because I do feel that writing scares me. Okay. <laughs> I still get that. I feel that this is probably a thing with a lot of writers. There's always a bit of dread facing that blank page first thing in the yes. morning or whenever you yeah. write. I, I think that's a really, really daunting thing that I'm still kind of not over. And as I try and write more and I'm writing a TV or film version of fake news, I do still find that there is that that, that huge struggle in just sort of motivating myself daily to, you know, do my daily 30 minutes as I like to have. Yes. Um, but at some point it does transcend the sum of its parts. And I mean, I don't really know when. I suppose it's there is a point that you feel where it's like, okay, this isn't just some sporadic yes. idea. This is actually coming together. And this is where, yeah. Yeah, I just love those little moments and it can just be like a turn of phrase maybe one day or an idea that you suddenly crystallize and it's like, okay, this is what sort of makes it all worthwhile. And then when I did that and I was able to get to the stage of performing, what I actually had to do was I had to treat it as if it was someone else's text and go through the whole same rigorous process that I would do in terms of analyzing the text. And it was very strange because I think that maybe part of my writing was coming from a subconscious place and it sort of almost needed me to analyze it as an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, sort of when it, again, when it comes together, it's, uh, it is that wonderful feeling of like, ah, okay, this does work and this, this is a product and this is something that happens really when you have an audience. Yes, yeah, for sure. I can imagine you, it's really great to have the feedback of the audience. And Osman, you've performed all over the UK. Well, you've performed in Edinburgh at the festival. The show is going to be on at the London Bridge Theatre very soon. And you're also going to New York in a few months. I'm just going to ask, what tips would you give to like a young actor, writer, anybody starting out? What would you say? Any words of advice for them, Osman? Well, I think one good thing is to find a sense of community. Um, I was lucky in that I was able to save up money from my first job and then go to drama school. And the great thing about that was it was a great community of creative people and it allowed me to have collaborators who I'd go on to work with and also trade ideas. And I think that's the other thing as isolating as writing can feel. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, theatre is a collaborative project. Acting is all about collaboration. And I think that anything that you can do to find that, find that tribe, find that community. And there's lots of events that are online in terms of what we call scratch nights, which are opportunities for new writers to present, say, five or ten minutes of a script and put it on stage. Brilliant, um, I yeah. Think that those are, yeah, it's a great way to make contact and um, 
find your place in the kind yeah, of get some feedback. Yeah, because <laughs> I just don't think there's that thing of like you know as much as I love the film A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. I don't know oh, how right, realistic yeah. it is. I've never seen that. I must watch it. Is it good with uh, it's great? Yeah, Bradley. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah Bradley. Um, I want to say Bradley Walsh. But it's Bradley. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not <laughs> him. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. But I don't know how realistic it is that you suddenly have an ingenue plucked out of obscurity by someone, and it's all you know magical and it's an easy ride. I, I know fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. But Osman, it is amazing and it's so exciting really to see this show going from strength to strength. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. and thanks so much for coming on the show today. If people would like to find out more about you and if they want to book tickets for the show, etc., how is the best way to do that, Osman, please? Um, so I'd say the best way is from the Bridge uh, Theatre website. So it's, uh, it's at www.bridgetheatre.co.uk. Or you could uh, go via the Today Ticks app. Um, okay. Had the show as well. So, Great. Yeah, and about you personally, have you got a website or how's the best way to find your social media or what's best? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm on um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and my handle is at Teleproducers. It's T-E-L-L-Y and producer. All okay. Word. And that's, of course, something that I created yeah. 10 years ago when I was okay. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Osmond. Wonderful to have you on the show, and you must come on again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay, take care. Thank you. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April.